Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello there, and welcome to Coffee with Keith, a podcast for the LGBTQ plus community. I'm your host, Dr. J. Keith Brown, also known as The Bi Guy, and my mission in life as well as business is to help my fellow bisexuals turn their hurting into healing and their healing into happiness. This podcast, however, is for the entire LGBTQ plus community. Subjects we'll cover include spiritual trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Two disclosures, though, please, if I may. The first is this. The views expressed on this podcast are either those of myself or my guests, and they should be considered as such. Secondly, I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, grab that cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. This is Keith Brown, and I'm your podcast host. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of this podcast family. Maybe you are a regular listener. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate that. Or maybe you just found this podcast for the very first time. Welcome. Glad you could join me. Make sure you are subscribed or following this podcast so you will get every single episode when it comes out. And please, let me ask you once again, Please hear me on this, folks. I'm begging you. Go to whatever platform you're listening to and just simply, if you like this podcast, you want to help me out, maybe you, you, you know think the podcast is a good podcast or you just think I'm a nice guy, whatever the case may be, do me this favor. Go to the platform you're on and give it an honest five-star rating and maybe just a sentence or two of recommendation. That makes all the difference in the world because, you know, we live in a world today, social media, podcasts, everything is done by algorithm, you know? And the more feedback you get, the more ratings you get, things like that, it boosts your reach and it pushes your podcast out to more people. And I really want to reach more people with this message of, of encouragement, inclusion, and love. And you can help me do that by doing that simple thing. Also, if you would like to support this podcast, I don't say this very often. There's an ad at the end of the podcast if you hear it, but you know, once in a while, I just want to remind you guys, if you have it in you that you feel like you'd like to help with the expenses of putting this podcast out, you can do so by just simply using the Patreon link in the show notes. Go there and make just a simple $5 donation. And that little donation 
is such a small investment, but I'm going to tell you, it's got big returns. And I just want to thank you for doing that. One more thing I just want to mention really quickly, because this is a Bible Talks episode, and that means that you are probably someone who is part of the Christian faith, is struggling with the Christian faith, or at least is exploring the Christian faith. So if that's you, then I want to share something with you that may be of interest to you. I have just finished recording and putting out a brand new digital course. It's in part of my digital academy. It's called Inlet Journey. And basically, this course, Inlet Journey, is your deconstruction guide to seven key theological topics. It's going to help you analyze and think about seven things. I'm going to give you some definitions. I'm going to give you some historical perspectives. And I'm going to give you some questions that you can work through as you try to you know, think through your faith, deconstruct it. And let me also tell you here, if you are deconstructing your faith, you're not weird. You're not bad. In fact, people have been deconstructing for thousands of years. I always like to give the example of Martin Luther. If Martin Luther hadn't deconstructed his faith, there would never be the 95 Thesis, and I would say we would be very limited to have the Reformation movement. So, you know, deconstruction is nothing new. The word hasn't been around a long time, but that's the word that people are using today. But if that's you, please do go check out Inlet Journey. There'll be a link in the show notes. All right, so let's turn our attention today to the Bible. And I want to share with you a scripture. Now, this coming Sunday, you're going to hear, if you're part of a church that uses the lectionary, and I've already shared what that is in other episodes, you're going to hear the Gospel of Matthew read, and you're going to hear a longer text than what I'm sharing with you today. But the reason for that is I just want to simply share the very first part of this reading, because in it, I think it, there is a key lesson and maybe something we just need to remember, okay? So it comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19. Now, hear these words and, and, and hear them really clearly, right? But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Look, a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Do you see what was going on here? I read this text and I see, okay, basically the writer of Matthew is saying, John came, John the baptizer came, and he came looking like he did. He came eating what he did, and he came not part of society at all, very segregated from society. And all he did was talk about the coming Messiah, and he baptized people. And what did they do? These religious leaders, these people of society, they said, oh, man, he's a demon-possessed. He's awful. He's, he's a horrible person. He's nasty. He's, he's got to be possessed by a demon. Look at him. And the gospel writer of Matthew says, and Jesus comes along, and what does Jesus do? Well, he goes and he has some wine with people. He sits out of their table and has food. And look who he sees. I mean, he goes after the people and he spends time with these people who are sinners. 
these outcasts of society, these people who are marginalized from society, these people who don't belong in the in-group of the religious leaders of this time and should not be included into the group of faithful. So do you see here what's going on? There's an expression that I excuse my French here, <laughs> my language, but it's sort of damn if you do, damn if you don't. Do you see that? John came one way, and they didn't like him. Jesus came another way, and they didn't like him. And sometimes this really spoke to me as I was reading and studying this, because I'm thinking to myself, you know what? A lot of times that's the church today. There are people in the church today, I believe, that would not be happy under any circumstance, and nothing can please them, and nothing can can touch their ears and make them satisfied. Want to doubt that? Then I dare you to do this experiment. Go to any restaurant, say an Applebee's or whatever, on a Sunday for lunch after church. Make sure you're sitting near a large group of people who are dressed just like they came from church and eavesdrop on their conversation. What are you going to hear? You're going to, I, I, I know this because I heard it. I know this because I've actually been at the table when I was pastoring. I've heard this. People will always run their mouths and put down other people. They'll put down the music. They'll put down the preacher. They'll put down the, what somebody was wearing. They'll put down this, that, or the other. Why? Because the church is full of people who are only there to judge, and everything must be the way they want it, how they want it. They want to control everybody and everything, and unless everything lines up exactly like they want, they will not be happy. They will find fault in no matter what you do, how you are, or what you say. And sadly, I think that that is often how the church is today. And if you are part of the LGBTQ community, I know that you feel that because you are an outcast of society. You're not good enough. You are talked about. You are put down. You are chastised. You are banished to the gates of hell. And you will be smoking for all eternity. I know that I know that this is how the church for many people is today. And it breaks my heart, because when I look at, the, the for instance, the, the book of Acts, and I look about how the early church was supposed to be, the church of prayer, the church, church of teaching, the church of giving to people, to helping people, to nurturing people, to, to being there for people who are suffering and hurting, all these wonderful things. They were there for prayer, all these wonderful things the church is supposed to be about. And what it is oftentimes today is a social club where complaining is the rule of the day. And people are never happy. They are never satisfied, and it is never good enough. And it is damn if you do, damn if you don't. And I'm telling you, I'm speaking from a guy who did pastoring for several years. I know this to be true. I am a people pleaser at heart. I have to work hard not to do that because for most of my life, I was a bad people pleaser. 
And when I was pastoring, I wanted to please people. I wanted to make them happy. I wanted to do what they wanted me to do and say what they wanted me to say and be there when they wanted me to be there and jump when they said jump and hop when they said hop and do all these things. And I tried and I actually at sometimes burned myself out trying to make these people happy. And guess what happened at the end of the day? They weren't happy. It's because there are many people in the church today that no matter what you do or what you say, aren't going to be happy. So, what's the lesson? We have to find our truth, our relationship, and our value in God, not these other people. It would be nice if the church validated you and me. It would be nice if the church as universal church would love us unconditionally. It would be nice if the church around the world would reach their arms out to us and welcome us in and help us feel the belonging we desire. And one day, please, oh God, let that be the case. But for right now, in most churches, it's not. So the thing that I have to do, the thing you have to do, is find our validation, our love, our encouragement from the source. And we need to find other people who will love us, who will respect us, and who won't try to make us jump through hoops to be loved. How are you doing with that, my friend? Something to think about. Heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.